0: Let's go, guys. What's going on? Uh, Rico J back on here. Welcome back to Millennial Mindset, guys. Uh, we're excited, excited, excited. We have someone that's truly cool, inspiring, and changing the way things are done here in Ventura County for the music industry. Uh, definitely paving the way for our future artists. Um, man, I'm not ready to introduce him yet before I introduce you to my co-host,
1: Rigoberto Flores. Rigo how are you, bro? Hey guys, how's it going? I'm super excited to be here for the second installment of Millennial Mindset, and today we have a super special guest who is, like Rico said, changing the way Latin music is done in Ventura County. And this guest is none other but Lalo Serratos.
0: Lalo, Lalo, welcome, bro. How are you doing? What's up? What's up? I'm doing great. How about you guys? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. I, myself, um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get to know Lalo, man, over everything. I think, uh, I think I'm think i excited to get to know you. I know yeah. that we've chat in the past, man. We've talked. But, um, but I feel like with this conversation, with this podcast, we're really going to get to know you on another level, man. Okay. So looking forward to that. Of course. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, first of all, we want to dive in with one of the most simple, basic questions, and that question is, who is Lalo?
2: Who's Lalo? Well, uh, I was born in San Bernardino, California, mm-hmm. so I wasn't born here in Ventura County. No way. Um, but I was raised here. Okay. I was raised here since I was uh, like four or five years old, Okay. Mm-hmm. and I've been here ever since. Ventura County is my spot.
0: Wow, man! Gotcha. I would have, I would have never mm-hmm. guessed that you were from San Bernardino, man. I, I, I never, uh, never would have guessed, man. I thought, when I first met you, I thought you were uh, originally from auction. That's super cool,
2: man. Super, super cool. So, do you still have family out there? Yeah, um, my mom's side of the family lives out there, and uh, that's that's a reason why. Okay. The reason why we would be out there. well, when I was about to be born, my parents were living on that side. Okay. Um, but slowly uh, we. We transferred to this side because my dad's side of, my dad's side of the family lives here. Okay, mm-hmm. sweet,
0: sweet. Was about to ask you that. So are you living in Oxnard currently? You're uh you're in staying in Oxnard?
2: Yeah, I'm an Oxnard resident, eight oh five all the way.
0: <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Cool, man. So let me let me ask you a little bit about your family life, man. How how has your family life impacted your your I guess your 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 liking for spanish music like how do, how has that impacted your uh your yeah your likes man your likes when it comes to music
2: well you know like um any other story uh, i grew up with uh obviously mexican dad and mexican mom and i would always hear spanish music you know on the weekends when we were cleaning I'd always be there like at seven in the morning bro I couldn't even get to sleep in or anything but uh that would that would play a a good factor, which would be that my parents would always be playing music. <clears throat> and um, since I was small, so I guess that's where I picked it up from, some of my likings that I have right now. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so have you been singing music since you were a little kid?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, music runs through my, my blood because my dad sings, my mom sings, my mm-hmm. two brothers sing, and my sisters sing. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, more like of a blood family thing, but I'm the one who took it seriously. Gotcha. Got it, got it. So it sounds
0: like it was, it was kind of a, a thing that you shared already with your family. Um, sounds like maybe you guys would would do stuff at home, type of thing. The whole singing was just part of what what your uh, I guess your your get-togethers were, right? Sounds like that cool man so what what is the style of music that you would listen to i know you say you're mexican Mm -hmm. we know that i know you said that that growing up you know you you wouldn't be able to sleep in and you know you listen to the music but what was the genre that you would say this is or what are some of the artists that you would say okay look these were the people that i listened to
2: okay um i would listen a lot to the mariachi music okay um because that was my dad's shit you know yeah Mm -hmm. um and I think that's what really inspired me to um, to start writing and, and singing music because I've always liked mariachi music. I've looked up to uh, Jose Alfredo Jimenez, which is, yeah. in my opinion, one of the greatest writers in the Spanish genre, and um, Vicente, Vicente Fernandez, classic. Of course, of course. Uh, Pedro Infante. So oh, yeah. I grew up with those kind of artists listening to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what played a factor in me mm-hmm. getting to sing that music and getting to write that music, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay,
0: nice man. So it sounds like you had a very strong, uh, strong foundation because those artists that you name, man, are are, are huge. Federico Fante himself, I truly feel like he's a yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's definitely mm-hmm. a legendary artist for the Spanish music community, man. Uh, to this day, I still bump his music. Yeah, um, exactly. and and I can relate to you when you say that you would listen to Spanish music, you know, uh, uh, when you were a kid and and you weren't able to sleep in. No I didn't weekend. really listen to that or hear that mm-hmm. in my family, but with my family at my house. But I do remember my my grandparents listening to uh, I think it was Costumbres de mi Rancho or something like that. Uh, oh, okay. It was yeah. A, yeah. So you would listen to a lot of that old school music and I, at my grandparents' house. So my grandparents are very very much into mm-hmm. um, um, like uh, mariachi music mariachi, and, and yeah. older older style music. So truly uh, truly something I can say I, I can relate to, man. That's uh, that's cool. So it sounds like this is something that came uh, mm-hmm. definitely came from family, right?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, um, the thing is too that when I was born in San Bernardino. Uh, we actually moved to Mexico for the first five years of my life. Oh, okay. So um, I, I grew up in Mexico, Okay. And, which played another part in how well I write it, how well I sing it. Right. And, um, and from those five years, we moved back, which was Oxnard now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So since then, I've been here in Oxnard.
0: Okay. So you, you were, and correct me if I'm wrong, so you were born in San Bernardino, and then mm-hmm. when you were born, you guys moved to Mexico. What part of Mexico did you move to? Um, we were in Jalisco.
2: Jalisco. It was a little, is- a little town called uh, Tonaya. Tonaya, okay. Um, shout out to my people. Yeah. Tonaya. Um, Tonaya, Jalisco is where I was living and was raised <laughs> Nice man. A small kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super cool. I'm sure that that's something that's definitely
0: engraved in your heart. A truly uh, a great experience. I can I can imagine.
2: You know, I, I always say it, and um, and I always will say it. I had one of the best and most beautiful childhoods ever. Yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. all it's all thanks to that Jalisco, Mexico.
0: Man, I got the chills with you uh-huh. just saying that. bro. I can <laughs> I can just imagine that because I know that I know that a lot of us. I grew up very. I guess you can say very Mexican, bro. Both my Mm -hmm. parents are Mexican, but I grew up very traditional Mexican. Like, um, you had to work for what you wanted. You played outside. I played in the dirt. I did those things. So, I can say I can relate to
1: that. How was your childhood, Rigo? Was it similar? No, mine was actually the complete opposite. I actually ended up, I grew up in Santa Barbara, which is the complete opposite so I grew up in Santa Barbara, which is the complete opposite of pretty much the whole Latin ambience. Uh, I grew up in more in like the north side, which is where a lot of La Americanos were. Yeah. So I, I didn't grow up with a lot of Latin culture, but I did definitely had that need and that want to right. embrace my Latin culture. So when I was 11, I moved to Mexico for a good three to five years. So that's when uh, I, and it was in Guanajuato. So I ended up getting a little okay. that Guanajuato, you know, flavor loving me. Right. So I definitely have a lot of love for Mexico.
0: Right. And I think it helps mold us as people, right? Like those experiences yeah. that we get, it really, it helps molds, uh, mold us and, and it, it really gives us more of an appreciation uh, exactly. to know where we come from, right? And yeah. uh, that's cool, man. But it's truly cool that, uh, that you're sharing that with us, man. I would have never guessed. Yeah. Truly would have never guessed, man. So
1: I'm professional singers, is that something they wanted to do in their life or... How exactly, how exactly did, uh, did they get into singing? I mean, I wouldn't
2: know exactly if that's what they wanted to do. Um, from what I can see, I'm going to say no, mm-hmm. because they never really showed interest in that uh, type of artist life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they got into singing. Like I said, it's a family thing, man. Uh, my, my, both of my parents sing. We love music. So I think all of my, my brothers and sisters grew up with uh, that
1: mm-hmm.
2: mu- love for music.
1: Gotcha. So
2: it comes from there, you know.
1: And, okay. and do you have that support from your family? Does your, does your family 100% support your artist ambitions and, in, in your singing career?
2: Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, my mom 100% supports me. Um, she's very uh, comprehensible, you can yeah. say, about uh, the things I do. My, my brothers and my sisters support me. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, he has passed away. He's been passed away for like, I want to say, four or five years, I think. But I know he he supports me because one thing he would always tell me, and I always remember is um, if you're gonna do something, just do it right. Mm-hmm. That's all he needed to tell me, so I can know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, right? That's real, man.
0: I can I can truly uh, mm-hmm. uh, I can feel that, man, because I feel like a lot of our. A lot of uh, a lot of times our parents give us give us things like that man and that's that's big that's yeah. huge because if, if you're gonna do something make sure that you you do it with love and you're passionate about it yeah, right you exactly. go all the way we don't know what half stepping
2: is so yeah exactly Um yeah. with those words I knew what he meant perfectly you know like exactly what he said Just mm-hmm. do what you love do it with passion and do the right thing correct yeah. correct
0: cool you you mentioned a little bit about the artist's life um i want to know what that's like man i've never i've uh, i have friends that are that are in the music industry and i see producers i know producers and 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 singers and rappers and all that stuff but tell me a little bit about that man i know that it can get hectic man i know that that you're away from your family when you're touring or when you're on shows or whatever it is and and how is that how does that impact your everyday life when you're
2: out you know what? It is. It does take up a lot of your time. and uh, It can get stressful. Um, it, it sometimes makes you want to feel like, I don't want to do this anymore. But that's where the passion and love comes in, you know? Um, it comes in like, what wait, I do want to do this because I love it and I'm passionate for it. But, I mean, I can tell you as an artist's life, well, check it out. I would go to the studio on the weekends. I would go... 10 in the morning, I'll be there and leave at 3 in the morning. Wow. <clears throat> so um, all that time in the studio, will be recording songs. And it doesn't even feel like that much time. It, right. f- it feels like it just went by quick, like two hours. I would go in, the sun was out, come out, moon was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it can be like that. It can be like that. Okay. Wow. Wow. Quite the,
0: uh, quite the experiences, I bet, man. Dang. Yeah. So there, you guys, hear it. That's a little bit about Lalo, who Lalo is. Um, in this portion, we get to know a little bit about his background, where he was born, uh, where he grew up the first five years of his life, which was in Mexico. He also shares with us how it, the passion for music and singing was shared amongst his family, and how it impacted him. Some of the some of the things that his father left with him, and also the life of an artist. In this upcoming portion, we're going to be talking a little bit about his song, the song that really made it for him, the the song that's put him out there, Calle Zelero 5. We're also going to get to know a little bit about what he does for a living besides the music. Um, And also, we're going to get to know how he met and how he got to uh, work with Terminal Music. Lalo. Um... We want to know a little bit about Calle's del 805, man. We know that <laughs> Calle's del 805, and, and that's actually the song that brought me to your social media platforms, man. Okay. When I heard that song, man, you mentioned some of the streets that we go through. Yeah. You mentioned <laughs> things that were very near and dear to my heart. Me as an influencer, as a content creator, as, as just somebody from Oxnard, bro, from Oxnard. Because I'm passionate about... My city. I'm extremely passionate. I wave my my flag extremely high when I'm out, when I'm when I'm doing anything it is that I do, I wave my Oxnard flag high. And with that song, man, that song meant so much to me. So so much. And that's really what brought me to your platforms. I knew who you were. Well, I didn't know who you were. I knew of you, mm-hmm. but I didn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. And that's what really caught my attention. Tell us about guys A little Five. How did that come about?
2: that's uh, a it's a funny story, bro. Um I wrote I wrote that song with a buddy of mine. Uh, he we were we were helping each other and, and that idea came up. Uh, what what type of song can we make that people can identify with and really connect with, right? So we got to thinking and I was like, the city, bro, eight hundred five, Oxnard. I mean, who's not gonna like a song about their city? Right. You know? So we got to writing it um, and we finished it. And the funny thing is that I didn't like it at first. Hmm. Uh, I didn't like... The lyrics, I loved. The lyrics, I loved. The tone and the melody of the song, I did not like. Um, So we kind of did some changes, and I was more content with it now. And that's when I sent it to my manager. I sent it to my manager, and he replied right away... um, get in the studio and record that right now. <laughs> okay. So he so, liked it. He uh, saw yeah. the vision. Yeah, yeah. he saw what uh, I was trying to talk about and what point I was trying to get through. And so we, we recorded it right away. We did a, a video right away and released it. And honestly, I did not know it was going to do that good. Um, but thank God it did good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people liked it, you know? Do you do you say that that was, like, the song that, that like, got
0: you out there? The song that, like... I guess you went from being like a a local just artist in Oxnard to being recognized in different cities to to people reaching out to you for shows and stuff. Do you think that was the song?
2: Yeah, I think that played a a big part. Um, I played a big part because that song, we actually released it through a major record label that's really big in the um, regional Mexican industry right now. Okay. Um, And I think that played a big part, you know. Uh, I got people from Chicago Chicago hitting me up, uh, L.A. Uh, a, a group from Chicago asked me for a song because they heard that song, you know. And I think that did play a big part, the 805 song. Right. Okay. Wow.
1: So, have you heard it, uh, Rigo? Callez the 805? Yeah. Absolutely. That's actually the song that introduced me, Lalo Serratos. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I listened to it like... Um, like I mentioned earlier I'm I'm not I am not a big speaker in the in, in, in I'm not a big Spanish speaker but I do appreciate the culture I do understand the language and when I heard this song which is not something that I usually do you know listen to Spanish music I initially related with it. I like how you covered the city, the pride of the city, the pride of your family and also the pride of yourself, wanting to overcome like the obstacles that you've had in your like in your way and you didn't bow down to any of them. You literally overcame all of them. And that is something that I really liked about your song. And to be honest with you, I ended up bumping bumping it all day that day.
2: (laughs) In the car, in the house,
1: with my friends. I shared it on my social media. I tagged you on it. (laughs) I was talking to your song. I was talking to everybody about your song. That's how much it connected with me. (laughs) That's what's up, man. Yeah, Yeah. you
0: gave us... I feel like you gave us, man, for for the Spanish music, I feel like you kind of gave us like a... I guess you can say like an anthem, bro. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were talking about being on the boulevard. You were talking about things that we do, like... I don't know, man, just the stuff you say. And then also you're so, so prideful for that Mexican culture in you, bro. That was yeah. truly adm- admirable. And I also noticed, man, you're hard to ignore when, when you're on YouTube and you're getting 300,000 views on a music video. That's, yeah. that's kind of hard to ignore. So um, you're truly, truly changing things. And I feel like you're paving the way, man. You're, uh, and you're young, man, because how old are you? I am 20 years old. You're 20 mm-hmm. years of, You're not even 21, man. You're <laughs> not even mind. 21. You're I'm not even you scratching me, the surface yet, bro. You just, you know, that, that's crazy to me, man. That is crazy to me. And, it, and it's exciting, man. I'm truly excited for what this, uh, what the future has to hold for you in the music industry. And one thing I can say to you, man, is do not stop doing it. Just, I like to say, bees. To the W, bro, balls to the wall. You gotta just go for it. You just yeah. gotta go for it and truly bet all your chips on yourself. And I feel like that's what you're doing, man. I mean, talk about mm-hmm. being in the studio from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m., bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're literally that's a whole life, man. Yeah. You're you're mm-hmm. in there longer than some of us are at work. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's truly um, that's inspirational, man.
2: I can say that's truly <laughs> inspirational. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of artists they want to be artists, but they don't want to do the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Um, they want to do something, but they're not willing to put in the work or the sacrifice. I know yeah. people, I'm not going to mention any names, but I know people that I have mentioned that to them, I've been in the studio since 10 in the morning, three in the morning. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to do that. I'm like, then how do you, why, why do you want to be an artist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you, ex- how do you expect <laughs> yeah. to
0: grow if you're not willing mm-hmm. to sit there and sharpen your blade? Right. Exactly. That's, that's hundred percent with you on that, man. You got to put in the work. Exactly. And, and two, I feel like a lot of people
2: expect immediate results. Yeah, they do um immediate results. It's I think it's a killer because you don't get immediate results, no. you know. Um it takes 10 years for an overnight success.
0: Yeah, it does. You no. Know? Yep. Man, so, the the way you mm-hmm. said it, yes. I get chills just thinking about that cuz it does, man. It it takes a while. Yeah. It takes a while. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. It's like our buddy, man. It's like it's like it's like our friend Jason. Jason, mm-hmm. you guys know Jason from the last episode. He works out, man. He's he's all into fitness. It's like I can't expect to to grow muscles or to grow financially or to grow as an artist exactly. if i'm not in there every single day with my chisel going at it every single day so my man that's bro, that's big that you say that those yeah, gym I people respect yeah I look, at the gym,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I look at the gym and i'm like Ugh. tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow
2: tomorrow
0: <laughs> yeah bro i know man i you know what i gotta get my booty back in there bro but you know it's um it's true man it, and I think it correlates what we're saying correlates to a lot of things both yeah. in business and life and anything you want to do you just got to set your mind to it and it goes a lot with what our mission as millennial mm-hmm. mindset is man it, exactly it's, our mission is 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 really to share with people the the ones like you Lalo the ones that are making the sacrifice Mm -hmm. the ones that are really willing to say you know what f this i'm gonna be in that studio regardless if i'm gonna produce a banger or not yeah right i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be in there day in and day out and make sure that i keep working at it
2: yeah so the the key is to keep working you know um don't give up have patience have a lot of patience because uh especially the music game can really test your limits you know yeah um you could be doing it for four years mm-hmm. and nothing and mm-hmm. you see another person
1: do it for two and mm-hmm. they're they're good Yeah, so so you actually you talked about an overnight successes You also talked about putting in the effort in the studio, you know from 10 in the morning to 3 in the morning So my question is to my question to you Lalo is how long have you been doing this? How long have you been in the music game for how long have you been putting that consistent effort mm-hmm. on your brand and your music?
2: Professionally um, With terminal music which gave me the first opportunity to really uh, put my music out there and show my music uh, two years I've been doing it two years. Mm-hmm.
0: Two years, I see. But uh, man, I was I was kind of creeping through your your YouTube, man, and you've been putting up covers for a long time.
2: Yeah, uh, like I said, professionally, I've been doing it for two years, but um, on the grind, it's been a couple.
0: Yeah, no, um, I see. I see four years. You you got videos that are four years old on here, bro. Yeah, and and at that time, four years ago, getting five hundred views on a video was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I see you, man, and I actually was listening to some of the stuff that you had. I mean. I, I can see you growing as an artist, and that's 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 cool, man. I you truly know that's
2: that's the reason I leave those videos up there. Yeah. Um, so other people can see, it's not it's not something I I
1: started a year ago. You know. Yeah. It's something I've been doing, and I. Will keep doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is something that you guys, the audience cannot see, but this is something that we can see over here. We're looking at his YouTube channel right now. His very first video yeah. is something that he released about four years ago, about to hit the five year mark, 461 views. And one of his new songs that just came out, Calle de Ocho Zero Cinco, is capping at almost 300,000. Uh, yeah. no, 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 it's over 300,000 300, yeah,
0: views. It's, it's 306,000 views I saw. And that, I know th-
1: and that is probably just on one platform. You probably have other platforms where you have the video. Yeah. So collectively, I'm pretty sure yeah. you have way more than 300,000 views.
2: Well, you know what? Um, I, I, I have a access to my streams. Uh, um lets me see the amount of streams I have on all digital platforms. And I want to say overall in total, just in that song... It's half a million streams. Wow, half a million streams. Wow, man, talk about mm-hmm. talk about success, and that
0: shows it's it's the work that you're putting in, Lalo. It's truly the work that you're putting in, and the connection, man. Because that's I'm telling you, man. I, I gotta listen to that song. as soon as I'm on my way home from here. I'm listening to that song, man. It's just uh, it's really cool. Now, you mentioned that that you have a connection with Terminal, and they were the first people uh, from Terminal I've met. Uh, Camo mm-hmm. and i met schizo uh tell me about your relationship with terminal music how is it that you come to to from just being lalo Cerratos, from just being lalo a kid with a dream to to being with now they're a, uh
2: correct me if i'm wrong but they're a record label or, or record what label they? yeah terminal okay. music records um you know that's that's a funny story because how i'm how i met them was never supposed to happen huh um so, I, uh, one day I get this call from a, from a friend I haven't talked to in years, right? And that friend knows them. He, they're, they're his neighbors. Okay. So, he tells me, hey, uh, my neighbors have a studio. Do you want to come? And I'm just kind of like, I haven't talked to you in years, bro. Like, what, <laughs> why are you calling me? Why now? are you <laughs> calling me for? <laughs> but, um, you know what? I took that, that, um, that leap of faith and something told me just to go. You know, so I went and that's when I met my manager and owner of the record label, which is Camel. OK. And uh, he told me to sing a couple a couple songs that I wrote. And from there, the rest is history, man. I mean, uh, he called me. He called me a couple of days later and, and told me if I wanted to work. Wow. So I said yes. And here we are. So
0: you went in there, you showed them what you got and now you're working together. And it was all from a phone call. From someone that was like, "Hey,
2: yeah, I mean," and I, you're you're thinking in your head like, "Why are you calling?" Yeah, me? yeah, exactly. Like I was driving and he called me and I was like, "What? Why? Are you, why are you calling me?" Yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you want to call it, destiny, um, life, right? You know, just got in the way and uh, I think wanted to show me my true path in my got life. It. You know? Okay cool
0: so guys in this section you hear Lalo talking a little bit more about the song that really and truly defined his career and how it how it brought his uh, uh, helped him grow his career as an artist as a recording artist um, known as Callez El 805 he talks a little bit about uh, the the work that he has to put in day in and day out and how things don't just happen remember guys there's there's no such thing as an overnight success an overnight success in his words, takes 10 years it takes time you have to put in the work he also shares with us how he he got together with terminal music and how that was an accident <laughs> it's funny guys answer your phone that's all you got to do answer <laughs> your phone you don't know who's going to be on the other line so truly truly uh, a cool cool story about his song if you guys haven't listened to guy's a little five truly uh um recommend it it's a great song if you're from the 805 you're going to find things in there that are gems, hidden gems in there. So make sure you guys have a listen.
1: All right, guys, and we're coming back to the third part of this interview with Lalo Serratos. And this is personally my favorite part of the interview because we're going to cover what Millennial Mindset is all about, which is mindset. And it's funny that Lalo Serratos actually brought this up right before the interview. He actually said that the law of attraction, which is also part of a certain... Uh, mindset is something that he lives by, something that he's all about and right in the previous interview you heard him talking about destiny and how that played and how he felt that played a role in his association with his music career so Lalo, my question to you is law of attraction mindset how, how did you get yourself in the right mindset to be able to create this kind of music? How did you get yourself in the right mindset to be able to put yourself in the position where you are a creator um okay so how i
2: started creating music i really just um i just started doing it and that's uh, kind of a motto i live by Mm -hmm. um a lot of people wait until i don't know a lot of people just stay waiting until they think a perfect chance will come by when it really doesn't Mm -hmm. you know you have a lot of chances going by but they don't really take it so I just say, "Just do it." Mm-hmm. just like the Nike logo, you know, just mm-hmm. do it, and uh, the rest will will unravel by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I got to creating music, though, um, I don't know, I, I guess it's, it's kind of in my blood. Uh, it's, it comes really easy to me. Mm-hmm. like when I was in school and I would have to write essays, mm-hmm. I would knock them out in like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It just came really easy to me, the writing stuff, so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's second nature same. to you. It's, it's second it's, nature. It sounds yeah. like second nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second nature. Nice
0: man. I I like that. You know, one one of the things that that we also like talking about, man, is manifestation, right? Mm-hmm. Manifestation. So you you took what you liked, what you were passionate mm-hmm. about, writing, mm-hmm. um, and and you made something out of it. You're also good at singing, right? So you made something out of it. But you kind of just said, I'm going to jump into this. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. You did it. And in my consideration, man, you're, you're successful at what you're doing. Why? Yeah. Because you have other people reaching out to you. You're touching. I mean, if you're inspiring and if you're, if you're it's, I'm a very hard person to inspire and a hard person to, to I guess. Um, um, impress. Impress. I am, mm-hmm. bro. I am. And I'm impressed by, by that song, man. I am. And, and not only that song, but the other stuff that you're doing. I know that exactly. we keep talking about guys a little mm-hmm. five, but it's not the only song you have. Exactly. And, um, yeah, man, it's truly uh, super cool that you're doing that, man. Super cool that you're sharing that and that you align with our values as mm-hmm. millennial mindset, as what, what we're trying to do and what mm-hmm. this podcast is, what our event is, and what, what it's about. It's all about manifestation, about doing things and about the law of attraction as well mm-hmm. you talk about the law of attraction you're believer in the law of
2: attraction right yeah um the law of attraction i actually started picking it up um like a year or so ago mm-hmm. um i got introduced to it and it's really something that uh, fascinated me mm-hmm. it, it kind of blew my mind um how it, it's it, it's it's so easy but people make it look so hard yeah you mm-hmm. know and the law of attraction is really something I live by, and um, I think mindset, like how you were mentioning, mindset is really important to have when you're trying mm-hmm. to do something. Right. Because you can't have, you can't have no negative thoughts. Mm. You can't have the least amount of doubt in you because it will yeah. not work. Mm-hmm. You know, as I'm talking about the law of attraction.
1: It doesn't respond to negative or yeah. doubt. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So so my question for you is, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that because, let's face it, man, you are 20 years old. You do not have your average 20-year-old out there talking about manifestation, the law of attraction, positivity, and and the output of your positive thoughts. So my question is, there must have been a point in your life where somebody inspired you, where somebody planted that seed in your brain, where somebody guided you down that path because most people can't do that by themselves and if you did it by yourselves then i commend you for that so my question (laughs) is like who who planted that seed who 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 introduced you to this mindset because you've been doing this for four years you've been grinding for four years that mean that put you at 16 i can't there are very few 16 year olds that are out there grinding and not many
0: yeah yeah like hardly any (laughs) Uh -uh.
1: grinding out there and manifesting the reality so who who introduced you to this you know what um i always give credit to the people that help me and it is truly
2: the people who surround you that influence what you how you think yep um a couple years ago uh when i was 16 I, i didn't really have anybody to tell me about this stuff it was just really me and the mentality i had as a mexican growing up and by what i mean by that is um Mexicans, what do you hear? I que trabajar. It's difficult. Yeah. You yes. know. It, hard of this, hard of that. That's what yeah. you know all you're you're growing up, right? So I got introduced to a new set of people that really influenced the way I think and changed the way I think. And um those were my 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 mentors, I like to say. And those are the people that surround me right now in my mm-hmm. music, which would be um my manager. Uh, a couple of other people that we right. have in the music label as well and other people that i met along the way that mm-hmm. I think totally different than mm. s- anybody i've ever met mm-hmm. you know yeah it's it's
0: beautiful that you think that way man because believe me i i am living proof to myself and to those around me as mm-hmm. well for for manifestation for law of attraction what you put out into the world is what you're going to receive <clears throat> always yeah. being positive mm-hmm. um always understanding that Things are meant to happen a certain way, and if you want to change things, if things are going bad for you, that means that you're you need inner inner work, okay. right? What I mean by inner work is that you have to change the way that you think, you have to change the way that you mm-hmm. wake up, the way the way that you talk, the way that you walk, and those are little things that are gonna take you. longer way Mm -hmm. right and i feel like that's what that's what you did at 16 man that is impressive (laughs) Mm -hmm. impressive i don't know too many like you know like rigo was Mm -hmm. saying man i'm mind blown at the fact that you're even 20 thinking about that kind of stuff because i feel like it takes adversity bro Mm -hmm. I, I, i feel like it takes falling it takes crashing it takes going through messed up things to start thinking like
2: that well you know what um i did have a i'm not gonna say it was a rough rough childhood um and I, when I mean childhood, I mean when I'm 16 and and mm-hmm. past those years. But I did have some hardships that I had to come through, um, like anybody else, right? Right. But it, it just depends really on you how you, how you how you overcome those those
1: hardships, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so so um, one of the questions that well, I mean one of the one of the models that me and Rico live by that we mentioned in the previous cost podcast is that your vibe attracts your tribe. And it sounds like you really understood that at a younger age, and that's why you started surrounding yourself with people that inspired you, people that talked different, who did different things in yeah. order to help you know, kind of like get that mindset at a younger age. Yeah. And I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper in and in, in ask, the I mean, about the adversity that you had, right? So you did mention in the previous section that you did lose your father early on. Mm-hmm. So losing your father early on, was that something that helped you kind of reset your mindset? Because in itself, that is some trauma that you face. And trauma does help you change your mindset. It's one of the fastest exactly. way to change your mindset. So how did losing your father, or not how did losing your father, but did losing your father at an earlier age shift your mindset and kind of uh, push you to focus more on being a creator and a provider? Of course. Um, well, you know what? Uh,
2: when you lose the pillar of your home, mm. it's really hard to come back from that. And you know? so I really had a choice to let, let that house fall. Or keep it up you know and that was my choice and i decided to keep it up so it really made me a stronger person um um, mentally physically emotionally as well because i i would never um wish upon anybody anybody uh any loved one Mm -hmm. passing away uh on them because it's the worst feeling ever and especially if it's um really close like your mom or dad right Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the worst feeling ever but I think the people that do overcome that are one of the many strongest people that mm-hmm. are alive today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, wow, man. That's that's that's, my,
1: that's profound, man. My yeah, respect.
0: Yeah, yeah, my respect, and, and uh, I'm glad that you took that and and you you made it impulse <clears throat> you to grow. Because I feel like a lot of people, too, Mm -hmm. I mean, we all we all go through things differently. We Mm -hmm. all do life in a very different way. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all very different people. But I'm glad that you took that and you let that inspire you Mm -hmm. to grow. And like you said, you didn't let the house fall. You 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 said, okay, well, this is what Mm -hmm. life gave me. This is this is how life is happening. Well, let me take it and make something of it. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, that's that's.
2: Yeah, and, and I've always said like I, I'm not in a position to complain. I'm not in a in a position to be scared anymore. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because I can't I can't really have the luxury to do that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because I have a family depending on me. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, when I do something, I really tackle it and mm-hmm. and hope that I really get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Fear or anything like that never goes through my mind because it's just not something that I look mm-hmm. through anymore. Cool.
0: You know? And I know that you say tackling and and taking this. Like it seems like you're a person that takes challenges on very well. Uh, you like challenges, and I know that the first time you and I met, we talked about what you were getting into. I mean, we met. I met you as Lalo Serratos, obviously, but mm-hmm. we met in a very different way. Yeah, exactly. uh, we met more in a in a business way, exactly. as as uh, you guys know on the podcast here. Um, I'm a mortgage lender by day lalo you're a real estate agent man like that is that is that's insane man not only is this man a recording artist not only is he successful in that but this man is a real estate agent do you guys know any real estate do you know what real estate agents go through and mortgage lenders like we go through a lot man we we make things happen so tell me um why real estate and how did you get into like i'm i'm trying to put two and two together here brother you're a recording artist. Mm-hmm. Music is your passion. You're creative. How does, how, how does Lalo Cerratos end up in real estate? Tell us about that.
2: Um, real estate is something I was introduced to through music, actually. Uh, the people that I was surrounded did real estate. Ah. So um, that Associations. Liked, yeah, associations kind of inspired me to look into it more further. And I liked it. I liked, I liked what real estate was. I liked what real estate had to offer. And I kind of took my shot at it, got my license, passed it, and here I am, you know. Okay. And I know that you were following, uh, um, I don't know if you want to mention names,
0: but I know that you were following, uh, um, I guess you can say a mentor in that business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you were following this gentleman and uh, you would you would go to open houses with
2: him. Was that right? Uh, I, was, I was shadowing him okay. for, well... From the point that I started looking into it to the point that I actually got my license and with a broker, right, it was a year. Okay. Um. So I was shadowing him, uh, at his office, open houses. I would literally just be with him and be his shadow for the whole day. Correct. Not say anything, and that's that's what kind of got 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 me to like real estate. Right. Know? I like the movement. I like the interaction <laughs> with people. I like. Yeah. That's just me, you know. I don't like to stay stationary, and, and right. I just feel like. If I feel too enclosed, I feel attacked. I feel threatened, Correct. you know. So mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's something that a lot of us creatives have, mm-hmm. man, because I mean, I'm like that too. I don't yeah. like being in one place all the time. I don't I don't I don't I can't I can't do that. Yeah. It just feels weird. Right. Exactly. I know Rigo, this man cannot sit and stay in one place either. <laughs> like your Rigo, your business is online, bro. Like you're on mm-hmm. a laptop and you're online, and that's your business. Mm-hmm. And then also for you you're a creative, right? Yeah, so you, exactly. you do the same thing, man. So I think it's a great a great thing now. This ties into millennial mindset so well. Why? Because this is the millennial hustle, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we hear, oh, millennials this, millennials that. You guys exactly. are lazy. You guys are, ah, I've heard it. You've said it. Your parents have said it. Your grandparents <laughs> have said it. I've heard everything.
2: You know what? I mean, uh, when, when people talk about millennials, like you're mentioning, they do uh, think negative at first. Yeah. You uh, know, millennials are lazy. Millennials <laughs> are given everything which is really not the case you know that's really uh I would want to say like uh what's the word a stereotype yeah Absolutely. yeah A stereotype, because not all of us are like that. I mean, you you could say the same thing about the generation before us. Correct. They had a defect. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a defect, but you you just really have to look at the good, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and and this this goes in really well, man. This is ah, you embody the millennial hustle so well, (laughs) bro. You truly do because you have two passions. You have two passions, man, and you're good, like. You, you understand the real estate business. You're doing good in the, uh, in the music, music business. So it's big, man. That's that, I feel like that speaks volumes for our generation, man. You're truly making our generation look good. So Yeah,
2: I mean, this, you know, technology is crazy. Right. And it's really changed everything that we do. So I think if you're not hustling today, I don't know what you're doing. Because in, in my opinion, schools are really just outdated. Right. Universities. Uh, it's okay to go to university. Nothing's wrong Correct. with education. Right. But education is a tool. Right. And if you don't know how to use that tool, then I don't know what, what you went. There yeah. For, you know.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent with you, man. If if it's a tool and it's a way for us to get ahead and make connections and and but we have to use it. Exactly. And if we're not using it, we're losing it. Exactly. It's, that, it's,
2: that's why you have a lot of people going to university and graduating And they're out there and now they're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Because they don't, schools don't show us how to make money. Schools don't show us the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Schools don't show us the millennial mindset. Preach. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really just outdated. You know, you have classmates, you have one person that you look to and you could really refer that as you got your, your coworkers and you got your supervisor. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's what really they're training you for. Right. You know? And I don't know, I just never like school. There you
0: go, man. And and you're 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 doing well at what you're doing and man, I I uh you're an inspirational person, man. You're you're truly an inspirational person. Now knowing your story even more, it's mm-hmm. it's uh and I'm sure Regal can back me up on this one. That's uh it's inspiring, bro. It's truly inspiring. Continue doing what you're doing, you're growing and you carry you keep waving that millennial flag, man. You're making us look really, really good. Yeah. Cool guys. So in this last section, you guys hear him talk a little bit about uh, the millennial mindset. He talks a little bit about you know law of attraction. He uh, uh, he talks about how he's in the real estate business. If you guys know anybody in the real estate business, like I mentioned, this business is no joke. You truly have to be in it to win. Um, he talks about the way that people think about millennials and how it's incorrect. He also shares a little bit about school and how he chose not to go to school why because it's just not for him school is great school is amazing but if you're not using that tool you're losing it in this next section we're gonna to get to know a little bit about what he has planned for his future uh we want to know who he's planning on working with and uh what his upcoming projects look like let's jump back in
1: so lalo tell us what does your future look like bro who are do you have any future collaborations are there any cool projects that you're working on right now any music that you're planning on releasing
2: suelta la sopa bro tell us we want to know the good <laughs> stuff dish it first of all my future is looking great um i have a vision for myself right and i'm not gonna get too into detail with that but as long as i have a vision i'm good i don't know how i'm gonna get there but i will get there there you go some way or another you know Um, upcoming upcoming things you know i have a lot of upcoming things um, new music new songs i am collabing with songwriters from the industry that that have hits you know bro
0: i want to know come on (laughs) let us know give us is there any hint or is there one person that you can say okay i'm collaborating with this person come on bro you got to give us something here give us Um, something juicy all
2: right all i'm gonna say is that the the people that I am collabing with are very big in the industry. Okay. And they're just amazing at what they do, man. And their logo goes by a red ball. So okay. So if you're in the industry. Okay. And you know what the red ball is. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna. I'm gonna make sure that I get home and I check all my corridos,
0: all my all my Spanish music, <laughs> all my stuff, bro. I think I have an idea, and and I'm I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited for you. At 20 years old, you're truly paving the way. Um, man, that's, that's super cool. Now you mentioned new songs, new projects. I know that was your last, what's, what's the last song you released?
2: Uh, I released, um, a, a single, it was a single, it was called, uh, El de los Ojos Rojos. Ah, yes, yes, really yes. I heard about that. about yeah. the cannabis movement. Correct. Uh, and I did prior to that. I did release an EP, which uh, really goes into what my style is. It's okay. called Ni el Diablo. Okay. Um, okay. Mi el Diablo is really a uh, a significant song to me because it does talk about me. Right. So um, in that sense, if you want to know more about me and what I went through, you could listen to that song, and it okay. gives you a little insight. The, so
0: there, you guys hear it, El Diablo by La Los Serratos. If you want to get to know him and bump his music, um, that's that's what that's a song that describes him, right? Mm-hmm. That tells a little bit about you and your story. Um, man. When is your next show, though? I, I, I want to go watch you mm-hmm. in person, bro. I've, I heard, I've heard your music. Mm-hmm. I know you in person. I've seen you in the flesh. We have you in front of us. But when is your next show? When can we see you
2: on stage? Um, okay, so my next show, it's funny they I mentioned that because we're actually promoting it right now. We started, okay. we nice. started promoting it um, the 1st of May, which was yesterday, right? Uh, Casa Lopez, May 17th. I will be there performing all my songs. Oh, other hits May 17th May 17th May 17th, 17th.
1: Casa Lopez guys be Casa there Lopez.
2: Yeah Casa Lopez
0: shoot I'm going to have to be there bro cuz I I support I like what you're doing I love your movement and uh I'm a true supporter of our locals I want to see our locals grow one of the main reasons why we started this podcast why we're starting this movement why we're starting this event is because we want to bring to light the people like you Mm -hmm. that are doing things and making things happen in our community. One of the things that we, we appreciate the most is support and supporting our locals. So
2: that's good. that You guys are doing that too, because um, mostly what I hear about our County is bad stuff. Yeah. And that ends
0: here, bro. And that, that, that bad stuff that, no, you're not going to hear that from us, man. We're trying, we're trying to change that. No, we're not trying. We're changing that. That's what we're doing. We're changing that. We're giving you guys a bigger platform and sharing you guys. And, I'm excited for May 17th. Are you going to go with me, Rigo? No, absolutely, man. We're, We're going to have to convince Jason, bro. I'm going to have to get Jason a sombrero and some boots. Hey, man, as, as
2: long as Jason just chugs on some tequila. He'll yeah, he'll
1: be fine, right?
2: You'll, <laughs> you'll get, you'll get,
1: <laughs> he'll be good. This is funny because Jason's our Filipino friend. Yeah, who he's is a, not too familiar with Spanish music, but he's definitely going to be there.
2: And he's down. He's with it. He's yeah. Hey, uh, I actually got a Filipino fan. Man. There we go. There, you go. there you go, man. There you go.
0: <laughs> That's love, man. Cool. So we know his next show, May 17th at Casa Lopez. Make sure that you guys go out and support Lalo Serratos. Lalo, to end this, um, please tell us a little bit about where can we find your music? What do you go by on social media on all platforms?
2: Uh, on social media, you can find me on Instagram as Lalo Cerratos Oficial. Uh, Twitter as Lalo Cerratos Net. YouTube is just Lalo Serratos. Um, you can find my music on all the digital platforms, which would be Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, Pandora. You name it, I'm on there. Perfect. Well,
0: Lalo, I want to
2: say thank you, thank you,
0: thank you for being here with us today, for sharing your story. Um, we connect on a lot more levels than I really thought we would, bro, and uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us. I feel like now I know you. Um, before, I knew who you were, but now I know who you are by you sharing that. I know that there's still a lot of things that we can go into depth Um but yeah, once again, man, thank you so much. Uh,
1: any last words from you, Rigo? Yes. So I actually want to, I, I want to be a little bit more interactive with your audience and f- with our audience. I want them to know who you are. I want them to know a little bit more about how you, like a little, a little bit more about how your mind works. So let's do a little speed round right now. And what you're going to do is you're pretty much, I'm going to, I'm going to say a word and. You're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Oh, so <laughs> this is, one's interesting. Yeah, All right, guys, let's go. Let's on. go. All right. So, your city. Oxnard. Music. Spanish. Passion. Music. Mindset. Hustle. los Serratos. Great. There you go. My (laughs) man.
0: Okay. Awesome. That was good. That was good. There it is. Thank you so much once again, Lalo. Uh, We appreciate your time. We appreciate you sitting here with us, uh, you know, introducing yourself and also, I guess, getting introduced to our show. Mm -hmm. We appreciate that, man. I
2: I appreciate being here and thanks for the invite. I really uh, like what you guys are doing with the podcast, The Millennial Mindset, really bringing out the positive in our community. So that's really good. Uh, Respect for you guys. And there's not a lot of people that do that. So... It was great. It was great being on here. Thank you so Glad much man. Brother. Peace.